Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. TGIF, isn't it wonderful? News, information, and comment coming your way. Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. But first, this. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. Remember that? Still do. <laughs> you need to be excited about your faith, my friend. I think some of the worst problems that we have getting people to Christ or to church is people who are not excited about their faith in Jesus Christ. Why wouldn't you be? You were on your way to hellbound, and somehow God intervened. Use something, use someone to get you to Jesus Christ. Have you done that? Have you ever been saved? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is it today, my friend. What a great way to start a Friday. Get saved today. Trust Jesus Christ as Savior. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today is the day of salvation. Let's do it. What in the world is going on? Should we be nervous? I mean, with three strongman leaders of unstable nuclear weapon nations, there's never been a more dangerous moment in the history of the world. That's the warning from a prominent China watcher. His name, Gordon Chang, spent nearly two decades in mainland China and Hong Kong, and he said things are just really scary out there. Some of us remember the Cuban Missile Crisis of 62 or the Checkpoint Charlie Crisis of 61 in Berlin. They look on the surface to be more dangerous, but we know from the archives that neither Khrushchev nor Kennedy were willing to use their most destructive weapons ever. We don't know about three individuals right now, said Chang who has given briefings of the National Intelligence Council, the Central Intelligence Agency, the State Department, the Department of the Defense, and he testified before the House Committee on Foreign Affairs. All three of these guys making threats, first strike threats, with nuclear weapons. Here it is, this moment where we see the Russians desperate, where we see the Chinese political system in distress, where we see North Korea that is quite fragile, these leaders have incentives to do things that could really give us a very scary surprise. Wow. So there's a big war going on. How stable is that man? I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about Vladimir Putin. They say his hands are black as a result of the intravenous injections that he's receiving to treat a myriad of alleged different health conditions, including cancer. In a sudden development to come just days after the 70-year-old ailing Russian leader was photographed with what appeared to be intravenous track marks along his hand, new footage shows Putin's hands dark and very sickly looking. What's going on, huh? Vladimir Putin, is he dying? I don't know. Somehow I think this is going to be a problem. South Korea scrambled its jets on Friday after North Korea launched some 180 flights near the shared military demarcation line between the two nations. North Korea military forces were detected flying just north of the tactical line, also known as the Armistice Line, which was established back in 1953 and formally ended the Korean War. South Korea responded to the surge by scrambling 80 of their own aircraft, including F-35A stealth fighters. This aggressive show of force in North Korea's airspace came just hours after Washington and Seoul extended joint military drills and some 240 aircraft 
continued with the largest ever U.S.-South Korea military exercise dubbed Vigilant Storm. So what are you concerned about? What's your big deal? A wide and bipartisan majority of Americans worry that there is an increased danger of politically motivated violence in the United States. That, according to the Washington Post ABC News poll just released, 90% are concerned that political divisions have intensified to the point that there's an increased risk of politically motivated violence in this country, including over 6 in 10 who are very concerned about it. Of the two parties, more Americans blame the Republican Party, more for the risk of violence. I wonder why that is. But the difference is not why. 31% versus 25% blaming the Democratic Party. Another 32% blame them both equally. The poll conducted in the week after Paul Pelosi, husband of the House Speaker, was attacked in their home by an assailant with a hammer. He was subsequently hospitalized. The alleged attacker shouted, where's Nancy, where's Nancy, after he broke into the home, and la da 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 Yeah, well, concerned are you about political violence? I'm more concerned about going to the grocery store and being attacked in the parking lot. How about you? What else is happening? Israel. The national media is saying Israel is moving to the right. I think so. Benjamin Netanyahu, back in the driver's seat. Isn't this something? In Israel's fifth election in four years, Netanyahu's Nationalist and Religious Alliance secured a parliamentary majority, putting Netanyahu in the driver's seat to return as prime minister. Isn't that something? Going to do that within a few weeks. This bloc will form one of Israel's most right-wing governments in its entire history and the most cohesive government since 2019. The UK could enter its worst recession ever. So said the Bank of England, which hiked interest rates by the most in 33 years yesterday to quell soaring inflation. United Kingdom households being told you're going to face a tough road ahead with unemployment doubling by 2025. But as they echo America's counterpart there in Jerome Powell, they said to fail to take action would result in the worst outcomes later on in your life. Well, that's pretty sad and negative, huh? So here we are, coming down the wire. Republicans expressed optimism as they headed into the final weekend of the midterm campaign, targeting House seats deeper into Democratic territory than once expected. While both parties watched polls in some critical Senate races showing signs of tightening there. The frenetic final weekend going to play out on the ground as well as on the nation's airways, cable channels, online screens, with ad tracker estimating that more than a quarter billion dollars will be spent from Saturday through Election Day in local, state, and federal races. The spending, along with door-to-door -door efforts, campaign rallies, and appearances by big names like former President Donald Trump and Barack Obama, is meant to turn out voters who have yet to cast ballots, including the sliver of the electorate that remains undecided. And today, the government's going to drop that final jobs report before the midterms. While job growth is certainly welcome, the tight labor market is also hamstringing the Fed's attempt to wrangle inflation. Jerome Powell is desperate to see a slowdown in hiring. And that's expected to happen. 200,000 jobs projected for October. That's down from 263,000 in September. So do you think much about your catalytic converter? Do you even... Know what it is? It is big business. 
thieves get up in the middle of the night, find your car in the driveway, cut out the catalytic converter there with their sawzall or what? Well, the Justice Department, well, the Justice Department busted its first, get this, national catalytic converter theft ring Wednesday. They seized homes and cars and boats and other assets totaling a uh, $545 million. 21 people in five states arrested for a crime that has surged since the beginning of the pandemic. Catalytic converter theft reports jumped from 1,200 in 2018 to 53,000 in 2021. Now, if you're one of those that ignores your check engine light, or like I did as a teenager, I just busted it out. So it would. <laughs> anyway, catalytic converters contain valuable metals. Because of their pandemic related shortages, they've skyrocketed in value over the last two years. One can cost $2,000 easy. They're easy to steal, takes a few minutes, just saw one off the car. Folks are asking, what would you pay for some movie memorabilia? Would you pay a lot of money? None at all. The reason we're asking is things are up for sale right now. Among items that you can buy is the, the Bible from the Shawshank Redemption, Darth Vader's gloves from Star Wars, that kind of thing. And talking about a lot of money, here's an example. The volleyball that Tom Hanks called Wilson in the movie Castaway that was very popular sold for almost $85,000. Well, this story makes me happy. I have done radio and television. I have been a disc jockey. I've been a television news anchor man. I have uh, interviewed people, radio and television, and I never have liked the night shows since um, oh, the likes of uh, Johnny Carson left. It's so political now. And uh, the word is out, all of these people, from Colbert to Jimmy Fallon to Jimmy Kimmel, can't stand these guys. And this is good news, as they have all lost massive amounts of their audience. Have all lost massive amounts of their audience by attacking Donald Trump, conservatives, Christians. They have lost 50% of their regular audience, but still they're going to stand for truth and speak out against the bad guys. They should look in the mirror. These guys are real morons. And in health news, this will be controversial. Our society has come a long way from psychedelics, so, so popular back when I was a teenager in the college. There's a new clinical study out there now, the largest ever, they say, conducted, found that psilocybin, the hallucinogen in magic mushrooms, can reduce symptoms of severe depression. The study in which various amounts of this uh, hallucinogen were given to participants, all who had tried at least two antidepressants without any success, found that patients given 25 milligrams of this experienced mental health improvements both immediately and lasting up to 90 days. And of course, Oregon, they've already decriminalized psychedelic mushrooms. Someone has said this is American tyranny in a nutshell. Under federal investigation today, Donald Trump, DeSantis, Elon Musk, January 6th defendants, parents, pro-lifers, you get the idea, not under investigation, Obama, Biden, Hillary, Comey, Brennan, Clapper, Page, Fauci, 
BLM, Antifa, etc. You get it, don't you? And finally, some mighty fine advice for this Friday. Change your clocks back on this Sunday. That's important. Change your country back on Tuesday. Oh, amen. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. Thanks so much for being here. I tell you that all the time, and it's important to us at Hello World, Greg Patton Ministries. Grateful for your prayers, things that you send me, and uh, certainly for your financial support. There are many of you out there, especially in the Tennessee, Virginia area. God bless you folks. Thank you so much. Praying for you nearly every day. Want to hear past programs of Hello World? You can go to gregpatton.com and Two, three years ago, still there, my friend. And don't forget, coming up in November, at the end of the month, uh, we're going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada with Billy Crone and Southwest Radio Church. So excited. And we're starting some new duties today with Southwest, starting to interview folks around the world. Oh, it's exciting. God is so good. Amen. Here's something for all of us to think about today. Within every person is a yearning for God. Do you think that's true? Well, let me ask you this. At at what point in our lives do we begin to hunger and thirst for the things of God? Do you think it begins when you're saved, salvation? I don't think that it does, because in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 21, God says, the people whom I formed for myself will declare my praise. Now, if God made us for himself, naturally he would place within us then a desire for him, wouldn't he? So if this hungering and thirsting does not begin when a person gets saved, it must be present when we're born. Now, this would mean that every single person has within himself then a yearning for God. Now, perhaps you're thinking, if I did not know God until later on in life, how did I possibly have a hunger for him before I ever knew him? This concept may be difficult to grasp at first, but it's no less true. God places a desire for himself within every person. He creates it. It's also true that while some people discover and embrace this desire for God, others never do in their whole lifetime. Let me give you an example. When a child is brought up in a home where he or she is exposed to the Word of God, a home in which the Bible is read and prayers are said and lifted up to Almighty God, This child's going to realize very early in life that God has a place, a purpose, and a plan for his life. This child will comprehend that the most important thing in life then is a relationship with God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And having begun to understand God's place in his or her life, then this child will begin to think progressively about God and the loving relationship he offers. I was listening to Charles Stanley recently. He said this happened in his life. He said he began attending church at a young age, even before he knew what was going on. I listened to a lot of sermons. I also have early memories of my mother and her Bible. She would read it to me, even though I did not actually understand the things she was saying. She would also pray for me and call my name out before Almighty God. Without even knowing she was doing so, my mother was helping me to recognize the specific desire and the hunger within me, which was for God. At the age of 12, I trusted Jesus as Savior. My decision was part of the progression of that inborn desire for God that he placed in my heart. I can remember one of my childhood friends, however, who grew up with parents that did not go to church. They did not talk about the Bible. 
or about God at all. When I told this friend that I had been saved, he said, I don't want to hear about that. Even though God had planted a desire for himself within both of our hearts, our lives took different paths. While my mother was wise enough to feed and water my desire for God, my friend was not so fortunate. He ended up in prison. No interest in God. Unfortunately, this situation is not uncommon. When a child has no relationship with God and no one talks to him about God, he begins to look to the things of the world and what it has to offer. And the world has a tremendous menu from which we can feast or drink if we choose to do so. I used to say in my revival messages, compared it this way. Uh, I grew up in the 50s and we had black and white TV. And my goodness, when color first came, it was unbelievable. That's the way it is. God appears to so many to be a black and white, and today's color TV with hundreds, if not thousands of channels to tune into, this is a rough way to go. Satan is a great deceiver. If we don't realize that God has placed within our hearts hunger and thirst that are only satisfied by him, we will likely make choices based upon what looks appetizing and appealing to us. Give me that color TV. When we do that, we're going to find that Satan's offerings are very plentiful. His menu out there, oh, money, power, prestige, all kinds of addictions. And he whispers to you today, seek after these things and you're going to be a happy man or woman. Whatever it takes, feeling good should be your number one priority, says the devil. Christian, we should be saddened today to think about all the things that people do to feel satisfied and accepted in this old world. In contradiction to Satan's worldly offerings, God's menu is small. It's the black and white TV. It contains one single item, but it's the only thing that's ever going to satisfy you or me completely. That's Jesus Christ. And with him comes peace and happiness and joy and contentment and security in this old world, in the new America. We can own many things and attain many great successes, but without Jesus Christ, these things will mean absolutely nothing. You will never, ever be satisfied, never be fulfilled, and you will never have real joy and peace and contentment apart from Him. A life without Jesus is a miserable life. Knowing this, we must cling to the fact that we will never be disappointed by hungering and thirsting after God. A relationship with Him is intimate and fulfilling, and the more you hunger and thirst for God, the more of Himself He will reveal to you today, and the more He's going to give you. And here's a puzzle or a mystery of sorts. Our thirst for God will open our eyes to an interesting paradox. While we will always yearn for God, we will at the same time experience satisfaction and peace and a sense of completeness and joy in our lives. This is the mystery and the absolute truth about the nature of our relationship to God. While He always is satisfying us, He is also continually increasing our desire and our hunger then for more of Him. When we act on that hunger and thirst for God, you're not going to allow other things to become competition for Him in your life. Is that a problem? Many people misconstrue this God-given desire for himself as merely a longing for companionship. They direct their yearning to love and be loved toward people and the things that are not of God. And, and tell me then what happens. You know, Satan always takes advantage. 
The devil begins to tell us lies, saying, direct your love toward this person or this thing, and they will bring satisfaction into your life. That is a lie. Friend, when we listen carefully to our hearts, God is also speaking. I placed within your heart the desire to love and be loved, he tells us, but I placed them there for you to express that toward me, not someone else. And here's a key. Your relationship with another person will never produce the sense of wholeness that you desire from truly knowing God. And what is more, an increasing intimacy with Jesus Christ conquers any lukewarmness that can exist. When you have a longing in your heart today for God, no one will have to beg you to go to church today. No one will have to plead with you to be baptized. No one will plead with you to tie to live godly before Him. You will want to do these things. Why? Because you're in love with Jesus Christ, who's fulfilling every longing of your heart. He knows the world cannot satisfy you, and in His great love, He wants to provide you with the very best. That's a big deal to Almighty God. How you doing today? Why don't you tell Him that you want the kind of joy He can provide? You want that peace and contentment. Perhaps you've tried everything and nothing has satisfied you. Ask God today to show you the desire within your heart for Himself. This is the one request that God will never overlook because it's what He wants for you above everything else in life. He wants to give Himself to you today, and He knows that He can satisfy every longing of your heart. The wisest thing you can do this moment is to tell God you want Him to cleanse your heart and create within you a desire for Him that is so strong that the world loses its appeal. You will find that nothing in this life compares with the hunger and the thirst for the living God. Why not do it today? So I guess we ask the question, where are you today? Hello, World Radio at gmail.com. Do that today. You can call me today, 260-515-7574. All of this comes your way today from the Cross Church, 5300 Winchester Road. The church for everyday people just like you. We want to help you. Never been saved? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can do that today, right there, right now. You can ask God to forgive you of your sins. The Bible says he will do it. Are you real? He will do it. And then you invite Jesus Christ into your life to rule and reign. It's a great way to live and a great way to die. And finally, some thoughts on women. Deadly terms they use. When she says fine, this is the word women use to end an argument when she knows she's right and you need to shut up. Nothing, that means something, and you need to be worried. Number three, go ahead. This is a dare, not permission. Do not do it. Whatever, a woman's way of saying, it's all over for you. And five, that's okay. She's thinking long and hard on how and when you will pay for your mistake. And the bonus word, wow. It's not a compliment. She's amazed that one person in this world could be so stupid. <laughs> My wife doesn't like this one at all. If she's listening, this could be a very long weekend. Hey, that's it for another day. Got plans for this weekend? Gonna go someplace, do something special? 
How about church on Sunday? Aha, absolutely. Get the family, get the friends, get the neighbor. Head off to a good Bible-living, Bible-preaching church this Sunday, or if your services are tomorrow night, then tomorrow night, whatever, all right? I'm so glad you're here. Join me on Facebook, Greg, Jerry G. Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I'm going to miss you for the next couple of days. We'll be back on Monday. And that's the way it is. Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Have a great weekend.